And we are live, everybody. What's going on? We have what an up? amazing guest. What's going on, James? What's going on, Brian? Hello, Hello Brian. Good to be with you guys tonight. Thank you for having me. I've been excited. Thanks for joining us. Me too. Me too. You know, I, I've enjoyed Brian and I, I we, we were just chatting a little bit about that in the green screen, green room. And uh, it is it been, a, I've been doing this two years and you were doing this, you've been doing this a while now. How long have you been doing the reviews? And I, I know you had a YouTube channel prior to that as well. Yeah. So I've been doing yeah. content for three years. Three, wow. Three years. I think it's three years last month. What's up, Justin? Hey, Justin. Good to see you, Justin, man. what's going on, buddy? Uh, and then what? We've been talking what? about you, Justin. We've been talking about you. We were. We were. It's just all good things. All good things. Um, so, and then you were doing music YouTube pieces prior to that. So tell us a little bit about your YouTube uh, music piece or YouTube. Oh it's basically a channel for uh, music that you did. Yeah, so it started off with uh, I was learning to play the banjo, so I would like play a banjo lick just to kind of keep me honest. You know, if you put if you record yourself, it kind of forces you into practice, and you can go back and listen to it. So I was posting some stuff, and I'm a teacher at heart. I'm a math teacher, and my brain is the whole about process oriented stuff. So as soon as I would learn a lick, I was like. I wonder if I could teach somebody else how to do it, because if you can teach somebody else how to do it, you're really internalizing it. So it kind of turned right. into me doing banjo lessons, trying to teach people some things. Nice. And as I was learning, um, as I was learning to play the banjo and doing that, I was also really getting into the bluegrass music and I was finding some phenomenal old live shows that were like audio only and they were not on youtube anywhere so what i would do is i would take the whole two hour live set and cut it up into songs and i would put that on my channel i got monetized oh. um she was doing a lot of the graphics at church for songs and stuff so she took a chris stapleton song um the the tennessee whiskey and she had like oh, nice, okay. the lyrics running and all that stuff and that thing hit the youtube algorithm and it it, it went, I don't know if it went exactly viral, but it had like 15 million views. Um, oh, so wow. I got a lot of That's subscribers viral. based off of that. So I got yeah. like 30, 30 something thousand subscribers. And wow. then YouTube got strict and said, you know, that's that's not your own content. And so they pulled the plug on my monetization. So I ended up taking back uh, all of the songs, uh, everything off of my YouTube channel that wasn't me, that I didn't create wow. myself. So I still have wow. history of those views, but... Uh, I got monetized again, but I'm only making like 10 bucks a month on the channel now where I was making about oh, wow. 50 bucks a month when, uh, when they pulled the pl pulled the plug. So that's my whole YouTube story of how I got into that. And uh, I started making the beard content about uh, three years ago, but about, put a couple dozen videos on my the only channel I had, my music channel, and realized it was two totally different things. And my music subscribers weren't very happy. So I, I split it at the end of the year and I uh, started uh, doing the Beards and Banjos YouTube channel. So, I like that. Mystery. It works. Yeah, I really like that. And I'm in that almost, we're almost in, at least I'm in that almost same dilemma where I'm going music and then beard products. They really don't, they're two different niches almost. And can they be niched? I totally get you. Yeah. Totally get you. Um, totally yeah, understanding I, your point. Of, I did a little mishmash because of you know, COVID and not being able to get out and perform uh, that I just started doing karaoke. And I, instead of putting it on my um my music channel i did put it on the beards and banjos channel so i put music on there occasionally uh, but that live stream is kind of more for the community I, I share it with my facebook so my uh my followers on facebook are like my family and music people anyway and so i live stream to, to both facebook and uh, the beards and banjos youtube channel at the same time it's been a really fun thing people just kind of come in and relax and listen to some songs and kind of start their weekend that's every friday night at 7 30. um kind of have themes last week we did a george Strait theme tomorrow night we're doing songs that tell us stories we're doing story songs tomorrow night so that'd be fun yeah i was checking it. on that I, I try and catch them um cause friday friday weekends i work nights, so i try and catch them on uh you know what i'm saying when i can or i'll, I'll rewatch them um and, and i'm starting but to yeah I, I love people them. Yeah, I'm starting to have a couple people say that they're they're watching them later on in the weekend, which is kind of cool. Makes me yeah. feel good. Makes me feel good they're getting some enjoyment out of it because I'm getting enjoyment out of practicing up some songs and then performing for folks. Oh, I love it. It's, I've, it's, I, it's actually just relaxing because I mean, even after a busy day, just to listen to it because I mean, it's not like it's not obviously heavy. It's just light, like light, like bluegrass style like stuff. 
and it's it's just you can just kick back and just relax and do whatever you know and just and listen to some good tunes i mean it's, it's good stuff absolutely absolutely Thanks totally great hey what's going on hey yo man <laughs> so <laughs> hey, we might have to have we might have to have scott here on in a little bit to kind yeah. of discuss his uh his rock background he has a uh, he was there a drummer back in the day so yeah I, I enjoy bringing on folks that i've known for a while that are musicians same passion uh same exact uh type of musicians are just they know you know you've been when you're practicing you're getting better there is something about the camaraderie that you have with that piece of you know practicing and knowing what it takes to be patient with learning music uh especially if you've been anywhere with a band uh it is extremely a lot of uh I think it takes a lot of patience, but it also takes, you know, everybody has a different skill set, a different opinion. It, you definitely have to be able to meet in the middle uh, on, especially when talking about music and dealing with music. Uh, very fun though. Very fun. And I, feel like I, I think I, enjoyable. I feel, like, I feel like if I picked up a banjo right now and watched your videos or whatever, or I, I feel like I learn, I can learn a little bit more by just, you know, going to actually get lessons from somebody else, you know? We got some good yeah. lessons on, on my other YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. For the band, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then he's also, you know, I, I think that we've talked about uh, bluegrass for some time. And that's one of the big reasons I didn't know about some of these bands back, you know, when we before we started talking. And I've actually started watching a lot more bluegrass because of Brian. So excellent bands. is amazing. If you never listen to bluegrass, it's a totally different idea because on a bluegrass band if they're doing a song with vocals like it's a whole break and everybody has a different break so everybody does their own solo on their own instrument in between the verses uh, of the song and it's to, you find a really good bluegrass band um, and it's it's amazing there's no electronics going on there's no uh, you know there's no um, amplifiers or any of that kind of stuff and it's just a really natural cool thing oh, no, natural. if you ever catch anything live just to, to see that uh, it, it's pretty pretty amazing yeah i agree and that's the one thing that i really got out of it is when you're watching that type of in it it's like what james was saying there is this homey feel to it where it's yeah. relaxing it is enjoyable and there's a lot of musicianship that goes into it. There's uh, you know, I, I remember watching it and going, wow, that guy can play and that guy being Brian. Uh, right. And then I think you also were playing with an excellent guitarist as well at the time that I saw a couple of your, that you shared some of your videos that were just like phenomenal. I don't uh, remember. I don't remember yeah. what I shared with you. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But uh, yeah, I, and, you know, I always pick up the the uh, anybody playing a banjo or uh, something with strings. I'm I'm picking up on that immediately as soon as I start hearing it. But but you also have great vocals, so that's something that um, you know you're doing the karaoke nights. But that's what I also picked up that you have these amazing vocals. You can stand along just on the vocals as well as just maybe some simple guitar. Right. You know, the, the vocals are definitely. I didn't, I didn't start in bluegrass at all. So I've been like in love with music since I was like three years old. I started with, <clears throat> this is going to be a lot different story than most people, Southern gospel quartets, where you got the, 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 the four guys singing and a piano and you got the bass yeah. singer and the high tenor singer and uh, some awesome harmonies. So I started, that's what I started listening to. I had tons of records uh, that I would listen to and go to concerts and that kind of thing. So that's where I started. I kind of probably perked my ear up towards what harmony was because it's totally different if somebody singing solo than if some two people or more are singing in harmony like together. In sync, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's just it's just so amazing. And it's you know, really that nice. one chills down you faster than anything, some good harmony singing. So that's where I started. And then I, you know, I was in some courses and that kind of thing. And when I was in high school, I learned to strum guitar just enough to play with. And then when I got married, uh, we started going to a church. And I learned how to play the bass. So I played bass in the church and in a group that I was in, a Southern Gospel Quartet I was in. Um, and then I, one of the guys at the church was 
he was a pretty famous fiddle player. He played on Hee Haw. He played with a, a guy named Mickey Gilly, if you know him, very famous back in the yep. 80s. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Anyway, he was doing bluegrass. And he got me along. Yeah. What was that? Got me alone to, uh, to play some stuff. So that's how I got into bluegrass a little bit and started doing bluegrass gospel. And then I picked up the mandolin. Uh, mandolin, it's super hard. I can chop chords on it, but I never got too good at soloing. And then I picked up the banjo and it just stuck. So I've been playing banjo for about 10 years now. Uh, and I'm in a oh, that's awesome. gospel band. We get to do little small venues. We do restaurants or little festivals or churches. Uh, we also have an outreach nice. where we go to a lot of um, nursing homes and play for the old folks. Um, nothing puts a smile on your face more than hearing a banjo ring for some reason. I don't know why that is, but it's hard not to, uh, not to smile when you hear a banjo. I agree you with you. Just want to get up and dance. <laughs> totally true. Totally true. Yeah. You know, this is the one thing. So, so let's let's talk about a little bit. Did, so, you're talking that when you were really young. Now, did you have mu did you have musician family members? Did your mom and dad just enjoy you? Just enjoyed the music from the church. I just enjoyed the the music that I went to. Had the opportunity to go see in person, uh, mm -hmm. and then I had some records and just kind of listened to that over and over. And it just kind of stuck. Um, my, my parents would always tell stories that when I was three years old, they got me a little toy saxophone um, for Christmas. And I, within like three minutes, I was playing Mary Had a Little Lamb on it. So, uh, nice. so there's a little bit of music, mu music, musicality there, but I never really picked up from anybody in my family. Nobody played any instruments. So it was just me. I'm an only child, and, and I'm a pretty, I, I guess uh dedicated when it comes to some things i can stick to it and just kind of power through i did, a little, bit of I did, I did a little bit of sax saxophone in, in high school oh very cool like some, of the, some of the alto sax but oh, let cool. me jump out of here the uh my, i'm lagging on the screen your uh your voices aren't aren't matching up let me pop out and right back in okay cool yeah yeah um Waltimus prime uh, he's uh, he said love blues, bluegrass, uh, Zydeco, and New Orleans jazz. Oh, that's cool. Zydeco is pretty good too. Yeah, New Orleans jazz. Yeah. I've watched a lot of that too. Right, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm. So my my family is musicians. So my dad's a composer, um, and a, and my mom is a vocal teacher. So I grew right. up around music all of my life, which is why I'm so you know influenced by it. But uh, my parents were my mom because she's a has a vocal background in mostly jazz. That's what she was doing was jazz singing. So uh, I absolutely uh, just absolutely love everything to do with jazz. But then jazz goes into blues and blues goes into bluegrass and country. So uh, bluegrass. Do you consider bluegrass and jazz as like the Americana, the true American? contribution to music yes i think so yeah it's amazing and bluegrass is one of those things that was picked up from and, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about the history about bluegrass i'm sure you have a little bit more than i know but um do you have any thing that you know about the history of bluegrass that uh will help well, for, our for bluegrass it was picked up from a couple different things um because you have the fiddle, which came in from like the, from like that. And then you have, um, the 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 roots part, which is the you know the kind of the blues, um, the blues inspired part, and it all kind of meshed together. And yeah, and then the banjo. Um, I think the fiddle came in first, and you have fiddle and banjo, and then later on they started adding in guitars because the guitars aren't very loud. Right. Right. That's the interesting thing about um, is is that it did come from and it came from a distinct area of the South, basically, is bluegrass came basically from the southern states. And that's where a lot of the influence why you have those fiddle players coming in, because you have the fiddle um, coming in from Ireland, but they settled. And the reason why is because they settled in the South and then some of the influences and that's why you have bluegrass and then you have blues coming from and jazz coming from that same area actually right james james your audio is crazy right now buddy is it 
Yeah, it's like loud and airy. <laughs> there's a lot of background noise there. Yeah, there's a lot of background noise. Yeah, pin, pin, there's pin. nothing going on. Oh, on me. I'll try and back in like I did. I'll just try to drop yeah. out. I'll drop out over. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, that was weird. Last time I was on the live stream on StreamYard, did the, did the same thing to me. Is it started off fine, and then as it kept going, the the lips kept getting more and more out of sync with the audio. It's like okay. Oh, that's a bummer, you know. And that's and that's the one thing I think that as StreamYard gets more popular, I was thinking about going to restream just to see what it was going to do because it has almost the same features. Yeah. So we'll have they, to see they, if that adds some more too. I think you can do more fancy overlays now. Have animated backgrounds and stuff now. Oh, I love that stuff. You're on Restream, aren't you? I'm on Ecamm, which is for Mac Ecamm. only. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. You can do, you know, all kind of crazy stuff. I'm actually using it yeah. now. So we can make it celebrate. You can <laughs> love it. Totally love it. And we are celebrating. So uh, we'll wait for James. But a uh, couple things. So you've been playing for, you've been playing banjo for 10 years. And that is definitely stuck. And you are excellent picker. Some, I, I want to have you explain why is banjo? It, it, it's a difficult instrument to pick up. It's not just like a guitar. Um, and I want you to explain some of the difficulties that you had by learning how to play it. And then maybe what is something that uh, everyone who is thinking about playing banjo, what should they know about the banjo before picking one up? Sure. Let's see what we can do. So the hardest part, it depends on what type of banjo, because there's different types. So this one is more of your bluegrass standard banjo because it's got a resonator, it's got a back to it. But there's also open back banjos. Uh, this one's got a metal tone ring in it, which makes it a lot louder. So it kind of compete with the fiddles and, and, and all of that stuff. Uh, but there's a couple different playing styles as well. On those open back banjos, um, they, they do what's called frailing. So they just kind of, it's almost like a, they're strumming. You know, so they're kind of creating their own backbeat. And then uh, Earl Scruggs is the one that made the three finger banjo uh, famous. So now we've got the tone ring, which makes it louder. And then you put on this, this beard jewelry here, this uh, banjo jewelry. So you got a thumb pick, and then you've got two finger picks. And what you do is you roll those things constantly. So it's like a, a cascade of notes. And the hard part on that is when you do it, you know, if you're, you're playing in four, four time, you got four beats in a measure. Well, you're doing one, two, three, and then the fourth beat comes here. But the next time through the fourth beat comes with this finger. The next time through the fourth beat comes with this finger. So, oh, I get you. I get you. It become it kind of becomes a syncopated thing. So you get That's the hard part on the type, the style that I play is you got to get all that going. You got to keep it going. And I'm left-handed, but I play this thing right-handed, which makes it even harder for your fine motor skills. Uh, and that's the hardest part. Now, one of the easiest things is it's already in tune. It's, it's in, a, it's in a G. So I can just play it without putting anything on, you know, putting any frets down, unlike a guitar, which is in some E minor or something. Right. That's, that's already open G. So you can play a strum along pretty easily and then, you know oh very nice that's you excellent your, you can just fret the whole all the way across like a bar and you're still in tune oh that's beautiful yeah so you can bar it without any yeah yeah yeah, yeah i get it hey joey hook them Hey, Joey, what's going on? So what is something that is there, like somebody's picking out a banjo for themselves, um, what would you go brand-wise? So if you're trying to pick something out, the problem is this is such a specialty instrument. Um, you can get some that are um, 
you know, you know how this is because we, we mm-hmm. buy a lot of stuff where we've been around a long time. You know, <laughs> you, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Uh, but to get a decent one, a decent banjo with the tone ring that's going to have this kind of sound to it, it's, it's going to cost, you know, about $800 or so. Um, and I, I would suggest like a recording king. I don't know if you ever heard of recording king. They make guitars as well. I have recording heard king makes a nice entry level, fully full resonator, got the tone ring, got everything in it. Um, if that's what you're looking for and to grow in, it's going to last you several years. Or you can do like a lot of people do and get some cheap, you know, hundred, two hundred dollar one that doesn't have the tone ring that's hard to keep in tune, um, and try to learn some stuff on that, and then then realize a year down the road, it's like you know, I really need to to grow and, and to get something else. And that's the reason why I even brought that up because I want people to realize that you do need to buy a good entry level. People will not pick up and that goes for guitar it goes for any instrument you will not pick up an instrument that is hard to play especially string instruments when you have to really push down the fretboard there's the action on the fretboard isn't very good you will not pick it up and you will not play it i used to have a cheap guitar that um i got it like a yard sale it was an acoustic and it was so hard to play and i know how to play it was so hard to play that I didn't. I got rid of it because it just wasn't wasn't something that I wanted to go pick up an acoustic for. And I, but my parents, thank goodness, guitars are a little bit different price range. <laughs> my parents gave me a fairly good guitar for around four hundred dollars back in you know the eighties, and I played on that thing six hours a day. And it was because it had just really great action. The fretboard was really good. It was fast. It was easy to use, easy to learn for on. And it was a, like an intermediate guitar. But don't buy cheap. Like if you go to Walmart, there's a good indication that you probably won't be buying anything that you really want to use. No, and the same goes with banjos. Yeah. If you're serious about it, you almost need to go to an intermediate level because yep. you're going to get the same kind of. Uh, thing with, with less bells and whistles and inlays and that kind of stuff. And the other thing I would highly recommend, as you said, is not just buy it anywhere, buy it from a trusted music store, but also take it to a luthier and pay, um, you know, fifty to a hundred dollars to have it set up properly. Right? They can, uh, you know, lower the nut. They can make sure all the rods are adjusted. You got the right amount of bow in the neck. Um, everything's ringing true uh, and as, as good as it can be before it's put in your hands. Right, which is yeah, huge. I agree, Gary, $400 in the 80s, that was, that was a good guitar. <laughs> it was. My first, guitar, I... my first guitar was $7, bought at a yard sale, and the tune, some of the tuning pegs were so old that they just uh, disintegrated. I had to tune it with a pair of pliers. <laughs> I've seen those. I know what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, I and it's interesting because you wouldn't might. So I had to try to explain this to my wife a while back. Is that why I don't? Why I no longer am going to just going to buy a four hundred dollar guitar? Um, I said my once you get to a certain level, and it's just probably like yours with banjo. You get to a certain level, and you want the Les Paul. You no longer are happy with just a standard intermediate guitar you're like okay if i'm going to buy something at once i start really playing i'm going to be buying the best of the step up from where i'm at now which is i have a strat right now and then i'm going to go les paul and then if i'm going to go acoustic you would go with something now fender's actually making fairly good ones because they bought guild so a taylor or martin right taylor martin yeah Yep, yep. But you're talking fifteen hundred dollars. You're yeah, fifteen hundred to a two thousand. As far as the bluegrass instruments, you go to custom made stuff, right? The small right. luthiers that make. That's all they do is they just make that. You don't want to go to some big place that just manufactures this and that and the other, and you know, every eighteen people have their hands on it. Right. And so that's exactly, and they're okay to learn from on the intermediate, but definitely, uh, like he said, pick up a very, and my big point is, is to inspire other people to want to be musicians. And that's why I have them on. And definitely this, it is about saving up a little bit of shekels to be able to get something that you're going to want to play. 
and eight hundred dollars for banjos is. And I have a good friend that wants to start a banjo. It was either banjo or slide guitar. I said you're starting at a very high end <laughs> instrument, but they're fun to play. They're absolutely a blast. If it's a banjo, let me know. I can tell. I can give him some advice. For sure. For sure. So what is your uh, favorite songs to be? So you, you do sing some country songs, uh, the bluegrass, and there's different variations of bluegrass that are out there. There's, and also within that. So what is your favorite types of bluegrass to play? I like the traditional. Um, and, you know, so the traditional, you don't have the bluesy, as much bluesy inspired stuff. Um, and when you, when you're playing back up, like when somebody else is singing or somebody else is playing an instrument, you don't always roll the entire time. You're kind of doing these. So you get to play a lot more up the neck stuff. Whereas the more, uh, some of the newer stuff, it's more driving and the banjo just kind of rolls the whole time. Just... And I guess old after a while, just doing that for 10 minutes on end. Yeah, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Scott knows a little bit about his guitars too. Yep, very nice. Scott, very I'm nice. left-handed, just learned to play right-handed. Get over it. It's a right-handed <laughs> <Yeah>. world. <laughs> it is a right-handed world. Do you know what? So I always look at Jimi Hendrix, who just flipped his guitar around. <laughs> but you can't people, do that with the banjo. People have done some amazing things. and uh, I'll send you this video sometime. But there's a, a, a pretty famous banjo player in the, in the uh, bluegrass world, and he does not have any fingers on his fretting hand. He just, it was, it was, it was a birth defect. He has like part of a thumb and that's all he has. So instead of wrapping his hand around, he doesn't have any fingers. So he just does this and plays everything this way and learned oh, it. Interesting. And he got really good at it and uh, became a professional banjo player. It's pretty amazing. This is really amazing. I love those stories. And those are the stories that, cause it's just amazing to watch somebody. And I've known, uh, there's, there's some individuals out there in the, like Black Sabbath, uh, Tony Iommi's a guitarist. And he kind of, he has like some problems where he'd like knock some of, like he was in an accident and he got rid of the fingertips. So he had to play always with like this, this slide, like a metal piece that was always on his hand. And that's why he's, a lot of his riffs sound very uh, bluesy. He has a lot of, you know, a lot of slide in it. So, yeah, very cool. Um, so it is five. I don't know where James went, but uh, it is 528. Uh, he would have told you that he's bringing some amazing desserts and we'll share that at the when he comes back in. But uh, today's uh, dessert for Andy is I just bring snacks because, you know, James is a professional chef and I just bring in um, rice I brought in treats. Rice Krispie treats <laughs> 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 because I can't even compete with the man. I mean, and I, I don't know where uh, when he shows up, well, he definitely brought in something amazing. But the one thing that uh, as a musician and you've been you, you've done some gigs, uh, there's always like. I think that food and gigs go, especially now, with... Now, I play at church homecomings. You want to talk about food? I can tell you all about food at the church homecomings. <laughs> tell that. us about some food at the church homecomings. My, we my weakness is banana pudding. <laughs> that's my weakness. Banana, banana pudding. That's hilarious. How's that sound? Sound better? Sound better, man. Sound better. Good, good, good. I, I Thank like you. The whole... They had to restart an update and this was taking forever. Oh, so. bummer, man. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So we've good. gotten so uh he's net we're now into the food sharing. So let's see your food really quick, James. I, I already showed yeah. him my rice krispie treats. Well, it's funny when you mentioned that in in the in the green screen, <laughs> that that's what I made was <laughs> rice krispie treats, but I put like peanut butter, like chocolate chips in there or peanut butter chips in there. So like when you oh, said that, man. I was laughing about it and I'm like <laughs> We're showing the yeah, same thing. Today, banana so. pudding too. So. <laughs> banana pudding. So yeah, banana pudding. Banana, good. I'll eat banana pudding. Banana pudding any day. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we were talking about. So when he goes to gigs, he's he's. A lot of these are church functions of some sort, 
or at a church. And so they have the food. What is your favorite, like, what would you say, are, like, like for a main course meal, what would you say, like, from one of those places? I, I have my favorite when I go to these, like, a church event or something like that. But what's yours? Oh. It's, it's always a little oh. bit of everything. So that's the one time yeah. that I, it's kind of like buffet style, right? So you just go it through is. and you get one of everything. You got to get yep. a yeah. egg. You've got to get yep. uh, some these Some people usually have the little meatballs. You know, you got to get a meatball. Yeah. You got to get a, a chicken leg. Uh, you got to get ham if they have that. Some potato yep. salad. It's usually everything. Yeah, yeah you're Baby really beans. carrying like two plates. Yeah. Like, yeah. around, yeah, two plates. I usually get one full plate and then I go back and get one full plate of desserts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. uh so my a bit bad about it <laughs> that's right that's absolutely right you're there and there you're the you're the hired help you're the musician that's you right. need to be fed yeah. <laughs> i need to be fed um my favorite thing of all time from those type places is fried chicken it i absolutely love fried chicken and i can get down on I, my grandma made the best fried chicken ever, but when I go to there, I always am like, I wonder how this compares to my grandma's fried chicken. And I'll get some of that. And then maybe some oak fried okra. And oh, yeah, fried okra is good. Now, I was getting ready to say, yeah. sometimes you get like the, just, it might be lima beans or uh, black eyed peas, and you get that and a piece of cornbread with it. Man, yep. that's good stuff. That's every, every year. My girlfriend's big on that. I'm doing that. My girlfriend's mom is big on that. She'll do it every year. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Food is such, and see, that's the thing. Food and music. That's the reason why we're around this is because food and music. Music is entertaining to you, entertaining to your soul. It really speaks to so many different people. And then food is that, it just, that's, it's a universal as well. Um, You know, you can talk together. Yeah, always. And I think about all the greatest times you've ever had is around food and music. I think about that. You know, I remember going to so many events with my mom over the years. She's a she's a vocal teacher and she's taught chorus for millions of years. But she would do kind of like little I don't know. It'd be more Renaissance um, type of music where they would do Baroque music. And then they would, she would play guitar and she would go around and sing as well as play her guitar, but in like a trio, but more Baroque music. So just absolutely amazing. There's a couple of things I did that was very challenging for me. So as far as musically and really having to work at it, one of them was when I was at um, going to the church, uh, they had a group that was acapella. And it was eight part acapella. So four guys, four girls. And they did very intricate harmonies. They did the same stuff. I don't know if you've ever been to Epcot Center at Disney World. Mm -hmm. They have a group called the Voices of Liberty that go around and sing. They Mm -hmm. were doing those same arrangements. Oh, wow. Really challenging. So we, but I love doing the Christmas music. We do a Christmas music and then we'd have a patriotic program. So that was fun. I got to go sing at the Biltmore House in uh, Asheville for a Christmas thing. Um, Got to sing for... um, (laughs) the uh, governor's inauguration in North Carolina a few years ago. So that was pretty fun. And nice. then the other thing that was really challenging, cause I don't really, I can, I can kind of read music, but not really fast. Uh, when I was at uh, a former high school, I was teaching at, I helped out with the uh, school plays. I was the assistant director of the school plays for a few years, loved it. I played bass a couple of times and had the whole score to the whole musical. I would go home and write down what every single note was like, okay, here it is on the staff. That's a B and then here's a C. So I did that. We did fame. I think I played on fame and footloose and I played the whole score to that. Uh, along wow. with like the professional piano player that they paid to bring in to play that stuff. And that was pretty fun, but also very challenging. So those are probably the two things that stretched so. me the most. <laughs> No, that's awesome. That is awesome. I, and you know, so my parents, well, my parents are musicians. They're also teachers. Um, and that was, that was always fun doing the plays with my mom. My mom always had to, she would always do something with the drama teacher. So they would do a musical together and she was always in charge of the music part of it. And it was always fun being, being set, being around it. I was always the roadie when I was, when I was around it. 
um, at her know. plays and at her stomp. That was fun. It was a total blast. I always got to wear a black shirt and run around and change, change sets. Things. Yep, yeah. change sets. And it was totally fun. I had so much fun. Those are some of my favorite mo- save, favorite things because you're around musicians that are their kids. But, you know, my mom's trying to do this show and you're helping your mom. But you're also just being part of the show is always fun. I, I miss, I think, being a musician or, or in 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 that area where you're part of the show is, is such a blast and it's such a big high because the people when you, especially when you see the people being entertained and laughing and dancing maybe have you been able i, I know that you've been in what's your probably your favorite uh, venue and maybe favorite show you've ever done oh boy i don't know if i can put that down i did i loved singing at the biltmore house um so as people came in it was in the evenings that it had a big uh had the trees lit up and all of that stuff so that was fun to do um i'm trying to think what else and just so many things it's hard to pick favorites you ask me favorite songs or favorite (laughs) performances i I can't really do it it's just all kind of blurs into my experiences and it's, it's all been great you're a musician, so you just love to play music, and that's awesome. Yep. James, do you have so any questions? Pl- so there, there was a place that you could play. What, what place would you? What would be like your dream, like gig kind of place that you want to play in front of people? Um, there's a few places that seem pretty cool. Uh, the the Red Rocks Amphitheater. Yeah, I heard about the Red there. Rocks. Before. Yeah, I don't remember where that's at, but it always looks like a cool place to play. So is it in Colorado? Maybe I don't remember. I think so. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And there's and I think actually when you talk to other musicians, they say the same thing. Red Rocks is a yeah. very cool place, a really cool venue to play. And it didn't matter like what genre of music you're playing, they love to go there because of the the amphitheater itself is supposedly amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think we've actually had another discussion about that where they said that was one of their favorite venues. Very cool. Yeah, I forgot who it was. I think it might have been Dusty. What what yeah. What sh- what music would you play if you were to play at the red rocks what song would you one song if you had to pick one song and i know this is going to be a hard one one song what would you play um, <laughs> i can't do it i can't pick can't one do song. it yeah, yeah too many good <laughs> ones too many good yeah. ones so I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that really uh i have us that i'll fly away is uh one of my I'm very close to that song. And it was one of the bluegrass songs that my grandma loved. And she passed away probably about 10 years ago now. And we did that. I did a video with adding that into the video. So I had her growing up, her pictures from growing up. And I did it to that song. And I had never really heard that song before, but just it has now it has such good memories of that was my grandma. Cause she was such a good, she was, Really love gospel music, uh, really love being part of her church. And then additionally, um, just absolutely love bluegrass, apparently. And I didn't, you know. I sent you uh, something where we're playing that one? You did. You did. And I was. If not, not, I could send it to you. Yeah, no, blown away by how it just, it just is the first time I saw that when you sent it to me, it just like kind of, I teared up because it makes me emotional because I was so connected to my grandma. I just absolutely love and I miss her. And it that type of thing was really connecting for me. So I just thought, thank you for that, Brian, because that's just sure. that's what music's about. Music that's is about connecting. About. That's great. Yeah, very. Yeah. And I think that you always have like a song. You know, that's why we and we talk about that last time. A song that goes along with the you know uh, special events. What is your favorite special events that you play for? Uh, like. We really I would say play, we really enjoy playing at the nursing homes to see the, the response from the from the folks. You get That's good you, you'll have the people that work there say, "Yeah, so and so hasn't spoken in you know in two months," and you go and they'll be singing right along with you, and it's pretty cool to see. I think that's where you can kind of connect a lot with a lot if you get nursing homes and stuff like that. It kind of brings it back, or you know, that's what that's what yeah, especially about like. Especially about that music, that kind of music, especially yeah, to kind of bring it back. Memories, so. Just like Andy was yeah. saying. Yeah, it's such good stuff. Such good stuff. And especially with I, my daughter now works in an older folks home and she was doing, she was the, she was the director and doing activities director. 
And she absolutely just loved seeing people spark up just yeah. absolutely love that piece about it. And that kept her going like on, and she's been there almost a year now and absolutely has loved, um, doing seeing the spark from type of the activities that she's creating to help you know kind of get by their day but she also sees them smile and her just going by and being genuinely nice i think that's what music comes in is just being able to have fun and uh you know reassure them that this is still a connecting music is so connecting and you can see that those folks are yeah that's cool and that's like the best feeling, even like if somebody has been mute or whatever for years and, and just having that positive energy kind of go through them and, you know, that, that connection to with it and then obviously make them with it, whether it makes them smile, talk, whatever, to say one word or, or whatever is, is awesome. Love it. Love it. So, Dan, I think it's just me and you again. <laughs> Everybody's having connection issues. Or is something, something going StreamYard. on? It's something with StreamYard, I'm sure. There he is again. Let me go get my... Let me find my mouse. I hate this white screen on a white... Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Sorry about that. Hey, there you go, Brian. Now, and we're the back. The voices were behind again, so I thought I'd pop back out while y'all were talking no. real quick. No worries. So... What we're going to do for the next 18 minutes, because we try to keep our show to an hour, we're going to let uh, Brian do some singing and some picking. And we hope that everybody in the audience will have an enjoyment for us and show us what his music is all about. And, uh, you know, absolutely. I've, I've seen him play before and he's an absolute. So anybody who is out there, grab a friend, grab a drink, enjoy some time with us. And uh, we're going to hear some really amazing music coming out of this corner over here with Brian. I totally appreciate nice. you coming on in for that reason. Oh, cool. Thank you guys for having me. If it gets too loud, banjos are really loud. So I won't do too much on the banjo, but I'll see if I can do a little I'll fly away from you for you, okay? No, oh, very nice. Very nice. the best in the world but you're on mute very nice awesome awesome song uh thank you very much for doing that it's such a special song and it's it's uh built in that gospel i just absolutely love it i you know just beautiful beautiful music uh 
Oh, and then he's picking up. So we got the guitar coming next. Very nice. Oh. And what guitar do you play? So just so for everybody out there who is a guitar enthusiast, what are you playing? So this is a Martin um, Golden Era D18. Oh, Martin's. If anybody knows Martin's. Martin, and I, I, don't, I didn't have one for a long time. I got this last year, maybe the last year or the year before. Probably the year before at this point. And, uh, and I've loved it. Um, yeah, I also I know. have, you know, I've got some 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 more classic uh vintage instruments the one I, the banjo i was just playing is a 1960 uh gibson banjo um and you know, telling some stories about some things um just before my mother passed away um my, my mom and dad uh bought for me a 1930 gibson banjo and got it from a very famous uh, banjo player he sells banjos so, so, uh, for, for a lot of uh, vintage acoustic instruments you're looking for pre-war so pre-world war ii uh, era so uh, that's a very special instrument for me um and we'll never get rid of that one that's for sure yeah Very cool do you have any any instrument like that that you've really become attached to have some sentimental <sighs> So my Ibanez that I played throughout my life, uh, that's my, I just have a, like a Roadstar basic, I don't know what, like intermediate guitar that I played throughout high school and just have absolutely connected. Um, I have a PV bass that, um, is all natural wood. And I, that was like the first stringed instrument that I could, that was upright, <laughs> that I was learned how to play something on a stringed instrument and just sat there. Remember my mom had a PV, PV bass head, PV uh, bass and, and uh, stack. And I just sat and learned how to play bass that way until I got my Ibanez when I was about 14. And then I, the strat that I have is my mom's strat. She gave it to me saying, Handy, I want you to have a good instrument. Um, she played this. She's an excellent guitarist. And the strat that I play is from her. So, yeah. Nice. James, do you play? I don't. Uh, it's something that I would want to do and pick up. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've looked about uh, getting guitar, either guitar or learning uh, drums. Cool. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'll show you my little, my Ibanez. It's beat up and crazy. But I've done a little bit of like keyboard in high school, saxophone. Um, I did some drum lessons in like around high school time, and uh, um, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to like try and learn drums. I mean, uh, guitar as well. Yeah, that is my. It's missing some knobs. It's it has some love that's happened to it over the years. <laughs> I need to go get it, go and get it fixed up again. But uh, I absolutely love those like instruments that you have loved. Um, that are been well loved. They all have stories, and that's like all of probably all of your guitars and banjos probably have a story, a little bit of a story. You know, they always do. Even if it's a brand new instrument to you, there's always something about it that has a story behind it. Yeah, cool. love it. I love that. So you're gonna play your Martin. Yep. And uh, what song are we singing now? So Brian? this is one, and I've known it for a long time. This one is. Um, Keith Whitley song and Keith Whitley died way too young. He was married to Lori Morgan and this was like a scratch vocal that wasn't ever really recorded um, as a song. You can tell he wrote it for his wife and for some reason it just it just hits me. It's it's good to sing. Uh, and I just love it and I haven't had a chance to sing it on karaoke night or anything like that. So I'm going to sing it for you guys. Awesome. If I were alone in the desert Without a drink of water around On my knees and hands in that white scorching sand With the hot Sahara sun beating down If I could be granted my wishes And anything I'd want would come true I know you might not understand it But here's what I'd want you to do Tell Lori I love her Tell Lori I need her Tell her everything would be okay If I could just see her Tell Lori I love her 
tell Lori I need her. And if I leave this old world, tell her she's the only girl for me. If I were adrift on the ocean, a vessel with no sails or steam, floating aimlessly on an endless sea, Hopelessly lost it would seem All of the fish in the water Could echo my last dying plea I know you might not understand it Here's what I want it to be Tell Lori I love her Tell Lori I need her Tell her everything would be okay if I could just see her. Tell Lori I love her. Tell Lori I need her. And if I leave this old world, tell her she's the only girl for me. Yeah, if I leave this old world, tell her she's the only girl for me. awesome i love that absolutely amazing that's absolutely just a powerful amazing. song to me for some reason because because i know the story behind it a little bit it's just tell us the story tell us the story yeah tell us the story well i mean that, that was it it was just you know who who sung it and who it was written for him mm. you know he, he died way too early um, gotcha so it's just a, it's just a cool song it's a beautiful song. Absolutely beautiful song. And that's what music for me, especially when you have bluegrass is about, so is country, is about singing and talking and, and it's poetry, it's, but it's from the heart and it tells a story. And I, in my opinion, a lot of that is about storytelling. Yeah, that's what we're going to focus on tomorrow night, songs that tell stories. So that'll be beautiful. Good. Yeah, absolutely. So go join... Mr. Brian for a wonderful night. And you start at, you said 730. Yep. And it's a good time. I've actually really enjoyed. And he's, as you can tell, his vocals are outstanding as well. Um, very good voice. Uh, I absolutely love hearing the country coming out of Brian because it's just so strong. And then he's also, his playing is really good too. I mean, the banjo picking, oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, but I think your vocals are, in my opinion, strong, very strong. And I, I, I really like to play. It's really hard to play a banjo rolling and sing at the same time with, when you won't have anybody else accompanying you because you're missing the, <laughs> the, 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 you know, the bass and the guitar with the, you know, the, the beats on it. Yeah, yeah, so it's really very hard much to so. do that at the same time. I can do a little bit, but not very much. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's okay. Um, and that's what you know is interesting is is that who is who would you say is your banjo idols if you were to uh, take a look at throughout the musicians out there who would you would you consider your banjo live or dead? Well, everybody always has to say Earl Scruggs because he's the one that kind of invented the the style and made it famous. But uh, it was a guy named J D Crow C R O E C R O W E that was um, very famous, very famous in the bluegrass world. It's called J.D. Crow in the New South. And if you look at all of the people that came through his band, uh, you're going to recognize some of them. Keith Whitley, that we just talked about, he was mm -hmm. part of that band. Ricky Skaggs, he was part of that oh, band. Oh, wow. The best guitar player ever for acoustic music, Tony Rice, came through his band. Jerry Douglas, who plays with Allison Krauss, plays the Dobro on everything came through his band. It's, it's just pretty cool. He's had a lot that of is very different, cool. Um, had a lot of different members and a great lineups throughout the years, and he was just so good on the banjo. It was take it took Earl Scruggs, and then he went had added a little more syncopation, a little more blues, kind of pushed the pushed the envelope a little bit more. Very nice. Very nice. I've seen, I've seen like a few like uh Bill Keith like Bill Keith uh, videos as well. Yeah, so that style is more is what's called a melodic style, and he was the first guy that came along and was able to 
pick out all of the notes. Like when you play a fiddle tune, he was able to yeah. play all of that on the banjo. So it's a totally different thing. You're playing a melodic style. So you've got, you're playing, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain, but it's a totally different feel. Totally different feel with melodic banjo playing. It's really hard. Uh, yeah. for me. Very interesting. Very cool. Do you know what that's, that's what I enjoy about music is there's always something to elevate your game. You know, it's like, Hey, I want to play like, I want to start a new, doing a new style. And that is going to require me like it's going from, for me, it's like going from rock to jazz guitar. Uh, jazz guitar has a ton of bars in it. Uh, a lot, a lot more um, style and, I think that if you even go into flamenco or something like that, you're just totally different styles and, and, and you have to really up your game and especially like just even your hand, how you hold your hand mm -hmm. and Hey Dan, what's going on, buddy? Friday. It is. <laughs> I was thinking today was Friday all day. So I wish it was Friday. Let it's me tell you. So uh, here's what I want you to do. I want if we can do another encore. Uh, I absolutely love your music, Brian. Um, I've been in. I've loved your music since, and I would love to have you play another song for us if you would. I will try my best. Awesome. Thank I'm you out so of practice, much. Really, you think I would have a lot more time to practice during <laughs> not being able? But you do, when you don't get get to go out and play, you kind of lose motivation a little bit. But every time I go back and play. And you may feel the same way. And if you've taken a break from it and you go back to it, you're like, why in the world do I not, not do this every day? It makes me no so doubt. happy. Why do I not do this every day? This, so this, this is what's funny, and I'll tell everybody really quick. Um, I, I, I hadn't been playing guitar as much as in the last few years just because I was really focused on the beard stuff products and doing the reviews. And now that I'm kind of in just happenstance, we started really liking to get talking about with the musicians and folks. And it just completely started picking up. I want to start playing again. So I play every day now, um, at least half an hour to an hour. I got a guitar stand today. I got some new strings for my Strat. I, I've got some more picks today. I went to the music store and my son, we're going to go pick him out an electric bass. So I've been looking at what he would like to play and what feels really good. So it's just really inspired me to keep going, you know, pick up that musicianship again and start really, uh, getting back into it. I am absolutely loving it. Absolutely. Just absolutely loving it. So I'm glad that we're able to do this with us today. Yeah. And I've, uh, I've ordered some more picks this week too. So we're going to try out some new picks. Oh, fun, fun. I love doing that. I, I love going there. And then you have like this, this whole counter of picks and you're like, Oh, which ones do I want? And then now there's so many online that you're like, I wonder how that's going to really resonate. Is that, should I bought the medium? Should I bought the thin? Which one should I bought? Yeah. I love it. Cool. So let's go ahead and what is this song going to be? And tell, uh, do you have so any history another, behind this, this one? This is a cool one. It's um, it's called "The Dirt Road" by Sawyer Brown. So oh. once again, it's got it's got some cool stuff in it. It's about uh, you know working hard and uh, Daddy teaching you the lessons of life, that kind of thing. So I hope you guys cool. enjoy it. Daddy worked. Hard for his dollar Some folks don't But that's okay They won't know Which road to follow Because an easy street Might lead you stray I'll take the dirt road That's all I know I've been walking it for years It's gone where I need to go It ain't easy it ain't supposed to be But I'll take my time And life won't pass me by Cause it's right there to find On the dirt road I have lived Life in the fast lane You gotta watch your back and look both ways But when it's said and done The time we have is borrowed You better make real sure You're living the right way I'll take the dirt road It's all I know 
I've been walking it for years It's gone where I need to go It ain't easy It ain't supposed to be But I'll take my time Life won't pass me by Cause it's right there to find On the dirt road On the dirt road Love that song. Yes, 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 yes. Such, you know, songs speak to me. I just absolutely, that's what, you know, and I I know you feel the same way, Brian and and James, that songs just speak, just have such, I'm just absolutely speak to you. And they're all about journey. They're all about life. Um, And, and even in metal and things like that, it's about life that they're experiencing the way that they're experiencing it. It's an expression of the way that they're experiencing life. Sometimes it is about a primal scream in metal, or it's about taking the, the dirt road. I absolutely love songs like that. That's, you know, it's uh, great lyrics, great playing too, of course. Thank you. And I I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, and I think that's what I would say that bluegrass, if you were to really take a look at it, that's what I get out of bluegrass is it's always such that journey, that story, as well as great musicianship um, going back and forth. And, you know, there's almost like, it's almost like a, not a battle, but it's like a talk back and forth on instruments as well. So when you're hearing the banjo, you'll hear a guitar, you'll hear the fiddle, and they'll do different little solos, but it's like communication between the instruments together. And then they'll all blend together back again. And I just absolutely love that. It's like a song and a story amongst itself. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, good music. Very good music. Well, we're at the hour mark, and we are trying to always keep our musicians in the hour frame. Um, is there any last thoughts, any last questions, James, that you would have for Brian? Um, no, I, I enjoy what he does uh, for the community, and, uh, and even bringing the, the beards and the banjos reviews and the the whole music together, and uh, and just bringing it out to everybody. I think it's 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 a really good just good time. And especially like during like quarantine days or, or whatever, it kind of brings you to, uh, you know, enjoy some good music. Agreed. Very much so. And you have any last, so seven thirty tomorrow night is the stories as is our uh, karaoke night, but he's going to be stories, songs that have stories. That's the plan. Yeah, very cool. And um, so go join Brian on Beards and Banjos YouTube channel. Ama- as you can tell, just an amazing artist with a lot of passion for music and uh, absolutely, you know, phenomenal player. So and vocalist. So just absolutely go go watch him and when you can. And what was your the name of your old? Uh, if everybody see, people want to see some more of your music uh, on your YouTube channel, what's the name of your YouTube channel that is it's on the music name, side? Brian Haywood. Okay, perfect. So go check out Brian Haywood on for if you want to see some of his music and amazingly good. It really is, and I've been blown away with what I've seen so far on that channel. Just really good. And so we'll definitely go check out that. Oh, and oh, it's going to say wall. I thought he said wait. It's wall. I thought I said wait too. Wait. I was about to say hold on. Hold on. Like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. He wants to play another song. Do you have another song before we leave? Do you have another song for us? I can Brian? do one. I don't know. If you really want me to? Let's do another song, man. That's, let's do an encore before we leave. We'll sign off after that. Thank you guys for coming on in. I absolutely love Brian's playing. And if I can get another song out of Brian, I will. So enjoy it. Thank you guys so much for coming on in today. Um, and Brian, again, this has just been a pleasure. Uh, you're one of my good friends, buddy. And I'm just so happy to have the ability to share music with you and have you guys have you come on and have the folks out there and internet land be able to see such a passionate, great musician. Thank you. Great. Pleasure to be here. I really appreciate it and appreciate your friendship. Uh, this is a bluegrass song for you. I'll just strumming on the guitar, but uh, it tells uh, it tells another story about you know an old home 
uh, old home life. So see, see if you guys like this one here. So it goes, two trees on the hillside of the mountain, always looking up towards the sky. Reminds me of my papa and my mama, who lived there 80 years before they died. Now a bright moon shining in the valley, and a wagon leans against a stack of hay. Two graves on a hillside by a cabin, my mom and dad are resting there today. The burning of the greenwood on the fireplace, a falling snow around the redbud trees, the branches of the laurel by the creek bed, and the rippling waters of the gentle breeze. Now a bright shining in the valley, an old wagon leans against a stack of hay. Two graves on a hillside by a cabin. My mom and dad are resting there today. Papa used to talk about the young days when he and mama first were settled there. He spoke about the love of the mountain and the together there. Now a bright moon shining in the valley and a wagon leans against a stack of hay two graves on a hillside by a cabin my mom and dad are resting there today yeah my mom and dad are resting there today love it love it love it yes Thank you guys for coming on in. Absolutely love it. And again, go check out Brian. We'll talk to you guys soon. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys.